We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. This week on the Garage Beers Podcast, it's a very special episode 83, dropping on a very special day uh, from Channel 5 WEWS as a, a digital content producer. You also know her as just a reporter that covers all the sports teams especially her incredible work with the Cleveland Browns. Cameron Justice jumps back on with us, and we're going to play the schedule game. All that, plus, of course, we got our Garage Beers of the Week. So coming up the driveway, open up your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. And welcome on in, everybody. It's a special episode. It's episode 83 of the Garage Beers podcast coming at you on a, on a special day. One day before the Browns take on the Chicago Bears, the one and one Browns and the one and one. Is it the one and one Bears? Right. Am I losing my mind? It is. It's the one and one Bears. The one and one Bears. Yeah, I, like I've lost my mind. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, a very special guest here joining us for the third time on the Garage Beers podcast. Uh, and we're going to play the schedule game to get you prepared for the Browns and the Bears and the rest of the Browns season. We we didn't play the schedule game earlier and we were like, this just isn't right. It doesn't feel right. So joining us, us this week is going to be our uh, one of our favorite people, our favorite guests on the podcast, uh, a digital content producer for WEWS. And I feel like that doesn't even begin to explain everything she does because she's everywhere all over Cleveland sports. But it's Cameron Justice. I'm introducing you first. I'm like all off base here, but I'm introducing you first. Cameron, welcome to the Garage Beers podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back. It's fun. I'm excited. I'm glad I was able to come back. Thanks for not, listen, you know, counting me out after the after the first time. <laughs> Never. Listen, this Never. is the third time, Cameron. I believe, I got to check the records. I believe you are now the most reoccurring guest on this show. You have, you have a badge yeah. of honor for Put you. Put it now. on a t-shirt or something. Like, let people know. <laughs> Speaking of a t-shirt, uh, if you need a garage beer, garagebeershop.com. Cameron, thank you so much for joining us. I should introduce everybody else for uh, everybody else as well. Uh, I'm your host as always, Michael Keefe. Go find me at Garage Beers. Mike, over there on the east side of Cleveland, one of my co-hosts, it's Chad Meyer at Garage Beers. Chad, Chad, what's going on, man? Hi. 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 I am in my, oh wait, shit. No, I can't. I was, I was just going to say my porch is soaked from all the rain tonight, but for, I forget it's technically Saturday. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. yeah guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Are you? Uh, yeah. Are I'm you? pretty good. Yeah. Let's just, uh, let, 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 let's pick the same record. Let's all four of us pick the same record for the Browns again and just make it happen. 
I mean, I mean, it's, last it's, year, it's karma. It's cycle back to this, and uh, let's let's go. Uh, fourteen and two, three, fourteen and three. There we go. Uh, hey, I'm in. I'm in for fourteen and three. Uh, so Chad's over on the east side, and joining us down in Nashville, my other co-host at Garage Beers Joe online is Joey Whalen. What's up, Joe? Hello. I will not ruin the show magic. Happy Saturday, everybody. Happy Saturday. Uh, <laughs> I'm just excited that I have a Browns jersey that is like current for the first time. I think ever in my life. I think I, I had like a personalized jersey when I was younger, and now I have an OBJ jersey. And I think they were on, I don't know, but I think we talked about this before, but they are kind of on clearance when we got them. Uh, so hopefully that's not like any indication of like trades or anything. But I think they just ran a sale. It was great though. It was like 30 great bucks. Sale. It was like 35 it was bucks for a jersey. It was awesome. Uh, all right, boys. Uh, again, remember, as always, the Garage Beers podcast is brought to you on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. So go check out Belly Up Sports. Uh, but we are really excited to talk a little Browns here on this day before the Chicago Bears game. Before we get into the Browns, we're going to have a special edition of our Garage Beers of the Week, where we go around and talk about what we're drinking. So let's get into that. And as always, first of all, ladies first. Second of all, special guests first. So you get like all the honors. Let's throw it over. Cameron, what, what are you drinking here on uh, on for your Garage Beer? Oh, we're doing a seltzer, not a beer, because I'm on that bandwagon. Okay. I can't stop. There we go. <laughs> Garage Seltzers of the Week. We're okay this with that. This is Cacti. It's Travis Scott's like collab. So it's already like, you know, hip and trendy, but it's 7% <laughs> and it's got agave tequila in it. So, and it tastes well, great. So that's what we're going with. Well, and it's low calorie. That's the beautiful thing that's about self. It's like, di- it's like diet drinking. It feels like you're not drinking anything <laughs> like beers. You know, you get a little heavy sometimes, especially the darker beers. You feel, you know, like bloated and gross. The seltzer, you can drink a couple of these bad boys. It's like drinking water, except it's not. Yeah. You just nice throw it every day. Cameron just made me realize something. What? That's the thing we've been missing on this podcast. And here it is. Hip and trendy. Oh, hip we don't do trendy? hip and trendy. We are, which one of us is hip and trendy? Cameron, you brought hip and trendy to the Thank podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I try. <laughs> we appreciate <laughs> you for that. Showing <laughs> right, so our age, Mike. I'm still 29. Yeah, somebody's going to have to tell me who Travis Scott is one of these <laughs> days. But um, uh, anyways, we're going to move on. Uh, Cameron brought the seltzer. We love that. Chad, over on the east side, what are you drinking for your garage beer of the week? Uh, well, you guys know that I'm a big seasonal beer guy. Uh, and Correct. now that it is fall, uh, these beers are acceptable for me to drink now. And Mike, I believe you're going to be pretty upset with me. Uh, but Uh-oh. from southern tier folks, I have the Warlock. Uh-oh. I have the Imperial Pumpkin Stout. Uh, it's a rarity. Uh, you know, it's very limited. You know, once, once these are out, they're gone, guys. They're gone. So this is the uh, Warlock Imperial Pumpkin Stout. It is delicious. And uh, yeah, we just talked about dark beer. Cameron just talked about dark beers. This is going to make me feel really bloated because it is. <laughs> well, you match how you feel, I guess, is what they say, right? So <laughs> do they are you say trying that? to say I'm always bloated? Is that a Come on, dude. <laughs> I was just talking about your head. It's fine. Uh, oh, okay. All right, Joe- Joey, what's your garage beer of the week? Uh, I do like the pumpkin beers, but I'm more of an Oktoberfest beer person personally. Uh, so we got the Barktoberfest uh, oh, from Thirsty Dog. Yeah. So good. So it's good. So delicious. It's so easy drinking and uh, uh, it's just good beer. I think that's I think that's Thirsty Dogs. I think that's my favorite beer they make. I was second that's a, to 12 that's dogs. a great Oktoberfest. Second to 12 dogs, but it's, Fair. it's really good. All right. We got Seltzer. 
We got pumpkin and fall beers. I had to bring it a little more themed for the episode because we're talking Browns. We're going to play the schedule game here in just a minute. So I had to bring it out around to the Browns. And when you're drinking beer and you're talking Browns, there's only one guy that embodies beer and Browns besides me. (laughs) There's one guy that does it the best. His name's Joe Thomas. So it's the Joe Thomas 73 Kolsch from Great Lakes Brewing. Great choice. (laughs) (laughs) What'd you do over there, Chad? Uh, well, uh, Cameron, you ever, have you ever been bit by a dog? <laughs> <laughs> this is a very strange question yeah. and I need to know where this is leading. <laughs> well, no, I, I got bit by a dog at work this week and I, I accidentally yeah, put wrong pressure on my hand. Look at that right there. Oh, uh, goodness. And, like, uh, like, hang on for a yeah, minute. I, yeah, I put pressure. I put pressure on the wrong part of my hand, and it, it just I got. I, got I love dogs. Ouch. I love dogs so much that I don't know what happened, but I'm guaranteeing it was your fault, and the dog is off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I, I, she's starting to know you, Chad. <laughs> she's starting to get you, Chad. We're Three times on the podcast, and she knows you. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah, see yeah. about. The, we'll, we'll see about the fourth time, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> you did ask that question. I didn't even talk about my beer, but you did ask that question. Very weird. Like, you ever been bit by a dog? It well, I mean, I had, give, I had to give. I had to give. I had to give context as to why am I handling this by hurting. It reminded me of the movie Airplane when the pilot's like, you ever seen a grown man naked, Timmy? Like, <laughs> the way you asked that question. My bad. Anyways, 73 Kolsch, Great Lakes Brewing. It is a fully flavorful, delicious Kolsch. And it's got, I want to say it's like a combination of old offensive lineman Joe Thomas, but also like ripped muscles Joe Thomas on the can. Like they combined the two guys. And uh, yeah, he's just a legend. Yeah. So that's what I did. We're talking Browns. We're having the 73 Colts. So those are our garage beers of the week. Make sure you get online, go to at the garage beers on all of our socials, send us your garage beers, any suggestions you have for us to try. And we will do that. With that being said, Cameron, gentlemen, let's talk a little Browns. So again, we're going to play the schedule game, but we are a couple weeks late. We, we missed the first couple weeks on the schedule game. Uh, that's okay. Because the NFL added a week, so it's like we really only missed one week. So let's real quick, Cameron, I'm interested in in just hearing your thoughts, not that we haven't heard them, just on Twitter or TV or radio or literally everywhere because that's where you are. Uh, But let's just talk briefly about these first couple games, not in depth, but just kind of your thoughts on uh, start with week one. If we're going to talk about the schedule game, week one at Kansas City, the Browns lose 33 to 29. Kind of how were you feeling after that game? What were your impressions? So I did not think I logically, I thought I thought they had a chance to win that game. But I mean, when, when I was asked my prediction, I gave it to the chiefs because that's a tough matchup. And you know, the Browns are still, they have to gel. They have to figure their stuff out still. And so I gave that game to the chiefs. Um, but what I didn't expect, I expected the Browns to compete. Right. But what I didn't expect is how dominant they looked in that first half. It was, Incredible. I mean, that's what, like, I expected the Browns to look like a couple games deep into this season, not right off the rip against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, so that for me was after the game, after they lost, it was almost, it was a tough loss just because they looked so good in the first half and they could have won. They beat themselves. They did like, you know, the mistakes snowballed and, and they couldn't get away from it. And they kind of shot themselves in the foot with those mistakes. Um, 
And and the thing is, if that was any other team, honestly, probably would have been able to recover. But the Chiefs will exploit any mistake that you make. You cannot make mistakes against the Chiefs. The Chiefs didn't make any mistakes. And the Browns made three. And then those three were game changers for, for the Browns. And, and, you know, that's what kind of, not kind of, that is what cost them the game. And so it was a little deflating to see, you know, all that potential built up in that first half and go into the second half and it's and it's like well they didn't lose to the chiefs they lost to themselves and then the chiefs exploited everything that, that they did wrong um right. but still you have to walk away from that looking at the way they competed uh you know through that first half and and even you know trying to get down the stretch had baker mayfield not been caught up around his leg might have got that out of there who knows what that drive would have turned into um it was just you know an unlucky situation but for me, I looked at it and, you know, I was like, you know what? That's not that it's not that bad. I thought they were going to lose that game anyway. The fact that they look good for so much of it, very promising. And then you address those issues that came in the second half and you make sure you focus on not making those mistakes, winning the turnover battle and, and really honing in on that as you prepare to hopefully face them in the playoffs. Cause well, not hopefully face them. Hopefully they wouldn't have to play them and someone else would knock them out, but probably not yeah, somebody else said, you're yeah. probably going to have to go to the cheese. And, and so to be able to do what they were, what they did in that, in that first half. And I think you take that, those mistakes and that helps you build towards that playoff appearance against them later down the road. So overall, it was was interesting just to skip ahead to week two for the chiefs. It was interesting to see the same thing happen to the chiefs that happened to the Browns. Yeah. Week one, the Browns play well, play well, play well, three mistakes and the chiefs capitalize. That exact same thing happened to the Chiefs this last week. Played well, played well, played well. And then all of a sudden, uncharacteristic Patrick Mahomes interception. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire fumble. And all of a sudden, it's Baltimore that exploits it and the Chiefs lose. It was it was ex- almost the exact same situation. And the Ravens are a kind of team that the, they do similar things to the Chiefs in the, in the sense of you can't make too many mistakes against them. You can't nope. you can't let yourself get back. They, like, if you best yourself, they'll they'll make sure it sticks. Uh, not to the extent as the, to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are right, definitely the right. tougher matchup when it comes to the two, but they they do that same kind of thing. And so, yeah, the Chiefs uh, had a taste of their own medicine. Not not good for yeah. anybody here in Cleveland. <laughs> but no, I mean it's it just part. It's part of the NFL. It's part of the game, and you, you hate to see it when it doesn't uh, you know help you out in your division. But it's also eye opening. You know the Browns have to go on and face the Ravens twice this season. So knowing that you kind of have to prepare for them in the same sense that you prepared for the chiefs of not letting them take the game over, not losing that momentum and not making those mistakes, not turning the ball over. Cause they'll take advantage of it every time. I think that might be a little bit uh, helpful to see that they play the same kind of style that, that, that the chiefs are playing in that sense. I mean, we're, we'll get to that in a minute, but how interesting is it that we're that we're getting we're playing the Ravens in back to back weeks, even though I know there's the bye week in between, but you play them and then you get two weeks to prepare for them. So uh, that's my most interesting part of the season for me. I don't know what you guys feel. OK, well, look, hold on, Skippy <laughs> Pants. We got we got to play the schedule game, Skippy Pants Magoo. Listen, over there. listen you know on. what? You know what? I, I'm just here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just skip ahead to week 12 through 14. I'll talk to you in a little bit. <laughs> Listen, sir, you got to play. You got to play the first ten holes before you get to Amen Corner, okay, buddy? You can't just fly to Week Twelve and just go for it. Uh, uh, no, that was kind of our. It was a pretty loss. It was a pretty loss. It's still a loss, but it was. It was man. The the hopes were high, and and I feel like everybody in Cleveland was like, okay, that's fine. Uh, then came last week, 
31-21 in a, in a nail biter against the Houston Texans. And I think a lot of people, I don't know that I'm fully on board with this, but call it an ugly win uh, where you had to scratch and claw and things went wrong and your quarterback is out making tackles and getting hurt and uh, receivers aren't finishing their routes. And, and uh, one of the guys that we've had on the podcast from the OBR, Jake Burns, uh, he said he, he studied the tape and he said they, for the first time in forever, they look kind of disinterested. Like they were just out there going through the motions. And yet in the end, you beat the Houston Texans 31-21. You beat another NFL team by 10 points. So should there be as much um, uh, like anger and like frustration going around? Like I feel like people around the city this week are like, oh, they should have crushed the Texans. Should that be the thing? Or is it like, hey, you won by 10, move on? I understand it. I mean... I guess you you should be frustrated because as a fan, you want the best product every single week. You want to see what they're able to do. (laughs) And I, and, and that was not the best that they can put on the field defensively. I'll tell you that. And, and they didn't look great out there for a lot of it. And so, yeah, I'm like, I would never knock anyone for being frustrated about that because you want to see it click. And, and if it is the case, which it very well could be, I think Jake Burns is really onto something there. I saw that. I saw his, his take on that. And I, I, I can see it too about the disinterest and playing board. Uh, but you can't have that. You don't want to see that ever because that's how you fall into a trap game. I know it's easy to do that when you're playing a team like the Texans who should have no chance at, you know, beating you or looking good against you, but, but you risk it's the NFL, no matter what, no matter what team you're playing against, they are in the NFL. They can beat you. And if you play too lazy, if you play too bored, it's not going to end well for you. Yeah. That's how you end up in a trap. And so, you know, if that, if that is the case, you don't want to see that ever. You want full-throated effort, as Kevin Stefanski said, mm-hmm. the entire time. Um, and so I think that if that was the case, as we move on, that might click a little bit. I think it might have clicked after that game because it was so close and because it was like, a, oh, we've got to rally this uh, back, get this under control, and, and win handily because we can't right. look like we you know, skim by, can't rely on a, you know, your kicker to win this game for you. That's not a great look. So, uh, you know, not a great, not a great win. It's a win. So it's great, but not a great win because you want to see that full, really focused, really passionate effort. And he wanted to see them just annihilate them. Right. That's like, that's (laughs) what it's supposed to be. That's what you expected. And, and so I think the defense does have some growing pains and, you know, they, they talked about it today. Um, Greg Newsom was very, very enlightening and saying like, hey, yeah, I think we sometimes we do too much, my, myself included, like trying to do too much, trying to cover guys that we're not supposed to cover right. and, and cover too many people at the same time. And they're out of their, you know, positioning for whatever their scheme is. And, and then it ends up, you know, guy wide open down the middle or you get burned out and, you know, you don't have time to even turn your head around to make a play on the ball. So, Yes, I think that this that game, uh, you know, week two game against the Texans should be an eye opener. And I think that it would be strange to see that again, even against the teams that are hot garbage, for lack of a better word. You don't want to see that again. I don't think they want to see that again. So they said it comes down to technique and just, you know, playing passionately and playing, not doing too much and just staying focused on their assignments and making sure they're there. So come week three and four and five and six, hopefully that remains the case. And they work with that. And Joe Woods 
this is his season to shine and he's got some injuries here and there and it's kind of impacting the way that he wants to run this defense but I think this is the year where he has to no matter what figure something out and and show you know this is at least a glimpse of what a full healthy roster with defensive roster with him leading it as a defensive coordinator could look like because there's a lot of fans that are against him uh yeah and i mean i can't blame them for seeing what the effort that they put out and seeing you know what's the lack luster of the defense that's supposed to be so explosive it just hasn't clicked yet so we're waiting for that but i think i think that week two is a maybe like a pick me up for like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta get this together. And we've got to, we've got to deliver a little bit more than we were putting out there because any team in any given week can beat you if you don't put the effort in. So this is, so this is an obvious question for me that pops into my mind is, you know, was it a mistake not playing a lot of them in the preseason? Or do you think they have the room to, to, to work through those growing pains here in the regular season? I mean, I think that, See, I'm not like a big preseason person. I think the preseason mm. is not as important as many people think. I do. I mean, because no matter what, yeah. I mean, it would be good to gel and click and get that chemistry. But at the same time, you're not going to put your starters in there for the whole time. Uh, you, sure. you get a couple sure. series with them. And who's to say that you're going against their starters? And they may, if they're not playing their starters, if they're playing, you know, their second string your third string guy the practice squad guys against them is that a real look is that really helping you i think that it can help um when it comes to you know the like the pace of the game and getting your timing down a little bit but these vet like the veterans they know what they're doing and it it comes down to just like you know clicking so if you have a team that's talented enough like the browns have enough talent and enough talent that's proven they have a lot of rookies right and a lot of like younger guys but they also have proven veterans and veteran leaders to help guide that. So I think that they're in a position that, you know, you don't have to necessarily play all your starters in the in the preseason to get yourself ahead of the game. Now it could help, but I don't think it necessarily hinders your season the way that a lot of people act like it does when, when they're not as strong. I don't know that if they had played the defensive starters through the preseason, that it would be any different than right now, especially if week two, looked like that because they didn't take it as seriously as they should have. I think that would have happened no matter what. Right. And it would have kind of fallen through the cracks. So I, I'm not like a, you know, afraid to, I'm not one of the people that I fear the preseason and fear injuries. I don't think you can approach it that way because injuries can happen at any given moment, but I don't think it's as important as, uh, you know, a lot of people make it out to be. And I'm not one of the people that think that it's super necessary. And I don't freak out if somebody's not playing in the preseason. I don't think that that's going to be, you know, the end all be all or cause the first part of the season to be, you know, not solid or not as, you know, as reformed as it should be. I think you've hit on, I like you hit on, about 127 good points there. And I think the ultimate one is what we've heard from the team. Like, one, you got to give a little credit to the Texans, man. Just because the Texans are supposed to be bad, and and they're not going to be good, but just because they're supposed to be bad doesn't mean they don't come out and play well and doesn't mean they're not NFL players. Tyrod Taylor looked comfortable. Like, he never looked comfortable like that when he was in Cleveland. He looked comfortable. Like he, he looked like he was running that offense with comfort. And, and, you know, that's dangerous for a guy like him that knows what he's doing. He's a veteran. Uh, so, 
a little credit to the Texans. Uh, I think they blocked well. I think they they played an overall good game, and I think their defense is better than what anybody wants to give them credit for. Uh, having said that, you still won by 10. You won by 10. And I think, you know, what they're telling you, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, yeah, that's true. Like, I acknowledge that they got a gel. And especially defensively, you've seen it. How many times have you seen two players cover the same guy and leave a guy streaking open down the sideline? It happened in the Texans game. It's it's that's communication and gelling and it'll happen. Chad, what do you want? I what? I wasn't going to say anything. You're over there wagging your finger at me. What do you want? Oh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Uh, way to ask a question. That's not jumping ahead, Chad. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's get into the schedule game. The Browns are one and one. So we each get a free two wins because we obviously would have picked them to lose the first game and win the second game. Uh, so we get free ones there. So that brings us to this week. Uh, the Bears announced that Justin Fields is going to start. Uh, the Bears have a really good defense still. Offensively, they have a lot of things to to be desired, but they are one and one. They're coming off. Uh, what did the Bears do? They lost, right? Justin Fields came in, played. Oh, they, they won. They won. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. They, lo- they just, lost week one. To, uh, yeah. They beat one Cincinnati this two. last week. Got it. Uh, right. So the Bears are one and one. So let's throw it around. Uh, Miss Cameron Justice, what do you think for this week? Yeah, I think that uh, the announcement of Justin Fields playing uh, little. I was more I was hoping, you know, for the Browns sake that Andy Dalton played because we know who Andy Dalton is as a quarterback. We know who he is. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, not to discredit Andy Dalton. He's had some good moments, but overall he uh, is not completely a threat to the Browns right now <laughs> in the sense of where the roster is. I think that that we know who he is. He's proven who he is and you can prepare for that a little bit better than you can prepare for Justin Fields. Justin Fields, we right. don't know who he is yet. And we know who he was in college. We know what he's capable of doing. We know that he can, he's mobile. We know that he's a threat on the ground. We know that he's a threat in the air. We know that he's athletic. He's dynamic as coach Kevin Stefanski described him today. Uh, he's electric <laughs> As Greg Newsom yeah, described yeah. him today, he he's a he's a he's a great athlete, and so we don't know what that translates to as an NFL quarterback. He's a rookie, so obviously there will be mistakes that are made. But because we don't know what he looks like, that to me feels a little bit more worrisome than Andy Dalton because we know what Andy Dalton looks like. We know what he would come out with, um, and so I think that puts the Browns at a little bit more of a disadvantage than they were, you know just a couple hours ago when, or a couple days ago, because this is on Saturday, a couple days ago when they announced <laughs> that Justin Fields uh, was going to be starting for them. Um, but I, I still think this one um, should be a win for the Browns because he is a rookie. No matter what he gives you, he's a rookie. He should, I mean, even, even if he has a good game, you should be able to exploit those areas in which he, you know, the, the couple missteps he might make because he's bound to make them. Even if he has a great game and he looks really good, he's going to make a couple mistakes. So the Browns should be able to exploit those uh, in the in the way that, you know, they were exploited in week one and take advantage of those. Now, the, the Bears, you know, like you said, their defense is incredible. Um, and so that's going to be interesting, but... On the plus side, the Browns have the best offensive line in the league. Yes. And they've looked 
solid. They've had like, rocky moments, take the rest off, but they've looked great, just like we thought they would, just like they should be looking. Like the, you know, last year they they came back as a whole, and yep. the core is back, and so you know that even with a strong Bears defense, you have Baker Mayfield protected. He should be comfortable yes. in the pocket and, you know, and they're going to try to establish that run game. They're going to, they've got, you know, you split it with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hahn looks great. They've looked great all season, even, even just a couple, you know, into that first half of the Texans game, it was a little slow. They were trying to establish that, but you just keep pushing and you just keep, you know, and then and you'll break through and you always will with Nick That's, Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You will always break through the run game. Yeah. So I think they do that. And it's the same situation, especially with Baker Mayfield's shoulder. He doesn't look, you know, hurt by any means. He's out there slinging the ball around like normal. But <laughs> it is, you know, you still you don't want to exaggerate anything like that. So I think that it should be a lot of run game uh, and they should be able to you know, push that forward. And I think that with all of that, it might be a little close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think the Browns take that. And that was a very long explanation of why I think the Browns are going to win. Week <laughs> yeah, but it was great. It was great. Uh, all right. So camera justice gives the Browns a win against the bears. Chad. Uh, guys, this game scares the shit out of me. Uh, until a couple of hours ago, uh, you know, when, when Justin Fields was announced the starter, I had this as an easy win. I mean, Andy Dalton is, is just not a good quarterback anymore. He's on the last couple of holes of his, uh, of the back nine of his career. Uh, but, but now that Justin Fields is starting and, and knowing that this defense still needs to gel and how, just how soft they were playing, uh, this past Sunday, it, 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 it scares me because Justin Fields, you know, Yes, he's a rookie quarterback, but he's a rookie who is who, who is very calm. Uh, he's a rookie who is very poised. He's a rookie who, I, I mean, granted, I don't I don't care. I, I don't care what level, you, what year you are in the NFL of a quarterback. If you play a soft zone, if you play a soft zone like the Browns have been these past couple of a couple of uh, games, a quarterback's going to pick you apart. And that combined with Justin Fields' mobility really scares me. Really scares me, but you know. Then we circle back to the fact that he is a rookie. I think if you're able to force him into a couple of mistakes, I think the Browns uh, have the running game uh, that can wear this Bears defense down. This very good Bears defense down, just like we saw them do against many good defenses last year. Uh, we saw them do it against uh, do it against the Chiefs this year, and we eventually wore down the Texans. Because remember, the Texans played the run very well in that first quarter ish. But then the Browns eventually wore them down and were able to get some yards in the ground game. So those factors, I, I, for me, like putting all that together, I'd say it's it's a close, close win for the Browns, closer than I'd like it to be, but it is it is a win for the Browns. All right, so Chad gives the Browns a win against the Bears. Joe? You're only too nice to the Bears. I think this is a game that the defense is going to come together. I mean, Justin Fields was – you know, has potential to be a really good quarterback, but he doesn't bring anything to the table that Lamar Jackson doesn't bring that the Browns have seen multiple times. Um, <clears throat> I think it's not a blowout, but I think they win by at least 14. Woo! Um, That's a blowout in the NFL, dude. I think I think it should be a pretty easy game for the Browns. Also, looking at the rest of the schedule, like if you're worried about this game, there's some other other sleeper games in there that I'd be more worried about than this one. 
All right, so Joe, give, we got all wins so far, and I'm not going to detract from that. I think the Browns win this game, and I actually am a little more in agreement with Joe than I am uh, than I am with the the close game predictions. And here's here's the thing: from what I'm listening to all the Cleveland fans talking about Justin Fields, the one thing I will say is I think, and don't take this as me saying this for his career, but I think when you're talking about start number one, Justin Fields, I think everybody in Cleveland's looking at him with some scarlet and gray colored glasses on. Uh, they're, they're looking at him as if he's the Ohio State quarterback that was so good that took them to the national title game last year and all that. And he is still that player, and he can be that player in the NFL. He's not that guy yet. He's not that guy. He can come out and play a good game. I'm not saying that he isn't going to do that, but a rookie coming into Cleveland, making his start on the road in a, in a state that he played college, the nerves are going to be up there, the pressure is going to be on, and I am not anticipating a huge game by Justin Fields. I think the defense, I'm with Joe, I think the defense locks it down. I think the offense doesn't. For the first time this year, I wouldn't say they score 30, but I would say this is more of one of those 24 to 14 type of games, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I think the Browns win. So Yeah, I don't think the pressure is there, but you know, I agree with you. I agree with it for the most part. So let's send it over to week four then. So we've all got the Browns winning against the Bears. Then the Browns go up north. They go to the beautiful U.S. Bank Stadium, and they take on the 0-2 as of right now, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Cameron Justice, what do you feel about that game? You know, I th- again, I'm going to give the Browns a win. Um, the Vikings are 0-2. <laughs> they, yes. they lost to the Bengals uh, week one. And I, week three, they're they're going against the Seahawks. So by that point, they might be zero and three. So you know they're going to play hard because I mean, if their record's that bad, you you don't want to go zero and four if you're no. if you're one and two, you're already off to a bad start anyway. So I think they'll play hard, but and and you know maybe try to show up for Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the Stefanski effect. But, you know, I think that the Vikings have what? They have good, they have good offensive weapons, so you can't ever count them out. Yes. Um, I think it'll be a good game, but I think the Browns win that one a little more handily than I think. Though I think the Bears might pose a bigger threat than the Vikings. I think this one will be a little bit uh, bigger of a win for the Browns. Should everything, you know, stay on course <laughs> for Cleveland? Um, but you know, yeah, there's, there's the connection. So I think that, I think it'll be a hard fought game by both teams. It's not a rivalry by any means, but there's just so many connections. I think players and coaches tend to play a little bit harder when you've got the, like, so Kevin Stefanski spent years there and, you know, he gets to, he gets to play them again. And then you've got Mike Prefer and Joe Woods both spent time with the Vikings. So there's connections. And I think that'll be interesting. And I think that'll give it a little bit of some razzle that it wouldn't wouldn't have otherwise, but I don't think that the Browns should not lose that and they shouldn't look like they're going to lose it at any point in the game. All right. Love the confidence there. Uh, Chad Browns and Vikings. Yeah. I feel a lot more confident about this game than I do. than I do the bears game. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins is, is one of the most erratic quarterbacks that I, I of the last five years. <laughs> Uh, and I think the Browns defense is going to kind of have it a little bit more together uh, in this game. And I don't just, I don't see that Vikings defense posing any sort of threat to this Browns offense. I think this Browns team wins this game pretty easy, Uh, you know, uh, to the tune of a, I don't know, a 31 to 17 ish type game. So that's, that's 
Browns win versus the Vikings. All right. So Cameron, Chad, both have it as a win. Joe, do you think the Browns go up to Minnesota and get a win? I think they do. Um, I think just the key is an early lead and get the ball out of Delvin Cook's hands. Um, I think it will be it won't be a shootout, but I don't think that the Vikings will roll over in this game. Um, but we should win that pretty easily. So that's a win there from Joe. And uh, yeah, listen again. I I also think this is a relatively easy win for the Browns. Uh, I think the Vikings again, Cameron. You said it. I think they've got good offensive weapons. Uh, but one thing that I think is sneaky that people aren't really talking about yet. I think the Browns are going to have a really, 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 really good run defense this year. Uh, I think uh, while people have been clamoring about the pass rush, the run defense has been good so far. I think it's only going to be good this year. I think that's the sneakiest thing about the one one of the big names they brought in, Jadevian Clowney. Through his career and in college, Jadevian Clowney was never that much of a sack guy. He wasn't in college and he wasn't he hasn't been in the pros. He wasn't a big sack guy. What he is is a run stuffer. He showed you that on a couple plays so far this season where he has just made incredible plays in the backfield on runs. So uh, I think the Browns run defense against teams like the Vikings, where they are reliant on Dalvin Cook to get them going, even though they've got good receivers on the outside, Dalvin Cook is the engine. He's the heart for that team. I think the Browns can stuff him. I agree with Chad. I don't think the Vikings defense stands a chance against the Browns. And I do think, uh, I think I'm kind of in line with that 31, 14, 31, 17 type of score. Uh, for that game in Minnesota. So, so far, so good on the schedule game, guys. Uh, That's uh, eight predictions and eight wins uh, so far. Now, here's one that I'm really interested to hear everybody's take on. Following the week at Minnesota, week five, the Cleveland Browns travel to Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium, Justin Herbert and crew. It's the Chargers. Cameron, what do you think about that game? I think this is when we should be seeing Baker Mayfield as a gunslinger. I want to see him. It should be a shootout. You know, him and Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert beat his rookie record. <laughs> I'm like, right? Yeah, there's some, there's some Redemption bad blood. There game. should be some bad blood right there. We gotta, let's go. We gotta go against each other. We gotta, you gotta make it we a game. Fight. But I, you know, I've, again, I'm gonna give the Browns this win. Um, you know, we're two, we're only two games in, but the Chargers have put up 20 points both times. Um, and maybe that's just getting the <clears> engine going. Against the defenses they played, not likely. I mean, Washington. Yeah. Washington should have a good defense, but they did not look good week one. Uh, so you can't count that twenty points against them. And and then are they actually they put up seventeen against the Cowboys. So you know, and then they play the Chiefs and the and the Raiders after that. I think so. You know, I they're probably going to get crushed by the Chiefs. They should. I thought that about the Ravens though too. So here we are. Um, but I think by the time they get to the Browns, I, I, I think maybe the, they would have clicked a little bit, but probably not much in the fact that they're, you know, that low on points and, and the Browns are able to put up 30 plus points in games. I think that one should go to the Browns. And I think they'll do just that. I think it'll be a higher scoring game offensive kind of takeover. Uh, and, you know, you'll see Baker's arm a little bit more than, than that run game that we normally see them establish. As we should. I think it'll be fun, but the Browns should take that win. Hopefully you see Baker's arm and they're both connected to his Yeah, you don't want one, you know. Right now, they're both connected. They're hanging in there. Right back on. As he he saw in the mic'd up, he only needs one. I mean, he buried Terrence Mitchell with one hand, for God's sake. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Go on, Chad. Your your prediction for the Chargers game. 
Is it just saying, okay, yeah, all right, all right, so I'll just be after Cameron. Uh, That's what we're doing. All right, well, just, we're going, got it. Uh, yeah, I, you know, guys, eventually, I think the one, I think the one thing Baker Mayfield has to do, like has left to do to really prove to everybody, to all his doubters that he is a franchise quarterback is, is, is win games so, solely like by himself, like sooner or later, the Browns are going to have to rely on Baker Mayfield to win games. And I think this is going to be one of those games, you know, Justin Herbert has the ability to put up points in a hurry with him, it, with him and uh, Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler and Mike Williams, you know, there's a lot of weapons and he, he has the ability to put up points quickly. And I think, uh, this Chargers defense is going to uh, kind of force Baker Mayfield's hand. And I think this is going to be a shootout. Like Cameron said, I'm in full agreement with her. Uh, and I think the Browns take this one in, I don't, I don't know, you know, a, a 42 to 35 type of game. Woo. That's a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, Joe Woods is pissed somewhere that you said that Joey. He should be. <laughs> Joe, you're muted. No shit. Uh, the only thing that concerns me about this game is my fantasy running back getting injured. And that's Austin Eckler, uh, going against this defensive line. Um, I, I think they win this pretty easily. I agree with Cameron and, and Chad on that one. Well, I was so interested in this because as I'm looking at this game, I'm thinking, all right, I bet this is the game where somebody on the panel is like, Oh, I'm not, I don't buy into the Justin Herbert hype so much. Like I, I, I think he's good. I think he's a good quarterback, but they're talking about Justin Herbert. Like he's like the next Peyton Manning. Like he's the next like greatest quarterback. I, I, I think he's, I think he's good. He's a little erratic. I think, I think he's a, uh, uh, and he's young and he's got room to grow, but he's still young and he's got room to grow. I, I, I agree. I agree with you guys. I feel like he's think, fine. It's their defense. that just feels underwhelming, this well, year, which is kind of surprising. Here's my thing. Week five, I think is when the Browns defense really starts clicking. Uh, I think so. This is where you'll see in this game, the motivation you're out in LA, you know, uh, you're showing off for that stadium and that crowd. uh, And this team really clicks in that week. I think, I think it's a convincing win for the Browns out in LA uh, and they, and they take it. So another set of wins for us here on the podcast Uh, week six. Here's another one I'm interested in back home, but you're taking on, this is the 17th game. This was the game that was added late. Uh, you're taking on Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, some weird crew of running backs that, like, I don't know how they even make it in the NFL, and the Arizona Cardinals. So, Cameron, uh, how are you feeling about that game? This Ugh. should be one of the most exciting games on the schedule. Yes. One yes. redemption game because right. 2019 was rough, was real yes. rough. Yeah. And there's a lot of players still on this team that, that were, when he went through it, they were not happy. At that point, you hope that Jarvis is back. So if you have Jarvis Landry back, fingers crossed, uh, that could be his return game. Um, and then you've got Odell. Hopefully he's playing then. And yes, they were among the frustrated <laughs> at the last yes. matchup. Very frustrated. Baker Mayfield is though he is the one I'm most excited to watch in this game because he's going against his bestie who he trash talks all the time. (laughs) The Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray saga is my favorite. They're they're so good. They're so great. And so, you know, I think that'll be, they both have something to prove against each other in like the friendliest way possible. 
And so anytime <laughs> they are supposed to, they're supposed to look competitive and it's supposed to look like a good game in 2019. Not the case because one Freddie Kitchens, he's no longer with us. He's no longer in Cleveland. Not, that sounded like he's gone. gone. He's, he's alive. He's alive. Peace, he's Freddy. in New York. It's fine. He's okay. No, Freddie's fine. He's, he's doing, doing okay. great. Good for him. Do his thing. He's no longer with Cleveland. And, you know, and, and I think that this new culture has something to prove, whether they like to admit it or not. When you have a moment to yeah. disprove a, a negative moment from when a lot of you were on the team, I think you take that chance. And so I think this is going to be a fun game and I'm going to give it to the Browns because they have <laughs> a lot to prove. They've, they've got a vendetta yeah. and they've got, they've got a show that, you know, we can beat the Cardinals. Although the, I mean, but it's not going to be easy by any means. Like the Cardinals are a really good team. Yeah. They have a lot of good weapons. They added a lot more in this offseason and they've looked good so far, two games in. So it'll, I think it'll be tough, but I think you give it to the Browns just based off of, off of that vendetta. They, they both got talent, but the Browns should use their passion to win this game to fuel them a little bit harder. <laughs> gotcha. I, wasn't ready, I wasn't ready for a Freddie Kitchen, Freddie Kitchen's reference here. Do you remember when oh. he said, if you don't wear brown and orange, you don't matter? And we all like we're like, yeah, I love this guy. And then he coached, and we were like, oh no, yeah. he shouldn't well, wear brown and orange, nor matter. That's <laughs> everybody. We we we're looking for a sliver of hope all these yeah. last twenty years. Uh, uh, all right, Chad, go on. Now, guys, um, this prediction is based off of Baker Mayfield having all of his weapons at his disposal, meaning Jarvis comes back, and Odell is there, and everybody is healthy. But. Uh, you remember back in, oh, I don't know, 2007, I believe, when it was uh, the Browns beat the Bengals like 54 to 48? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was 2007. <laughs> that was the Jamal yeah. Lewis game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I really see this game going this way, especially if the Cardinals keep rolling on offense like they are uh, just, just to start this season. I, I just I don't see these defenses being able to contain these offenses at all. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, Chandler Jones is off to a hot start, uh, but I mean that's 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 really all this defense has. I mean, JJ Watt on the other side, yeah, I mean he's decent, but he's also on the back nine of his career. I just see so many points in this game, uh, <laughs> and I, I I still think the Browns win it, but I think this is going to be an even bigger shootout than the Chargers. So a Browns win there. All right, Joe. Uh, I'll throw in the first loss here. Um, yeah, I think one thing that's interesting about the Cardinals is like they've had two very polar opposite games on handling the run. Uh, they held Derrick Henry to under 60 yards in week one, and then Dalvin Cook ran all over them for over 120 or 30. <clears throat> so I think if they can limit our run and forces to have a passing attack that game. I don't have huge confidence in us. I think we really need our run uh, to drive this offense. Um, so if, if they play us like they played the Titans week one, I would be very nervous on this game. Uh, so I'm going to give us a loss for this. Interesting. First Joe has loss. no faith in Baker. Joe has no faith in Baker. Oh, whatever. I, I have an expectation <laughs> level that I'm not setting too high. <laughs> Uh, Joe, I'm going to mirror you on this one. I give him a loss, too. Uh, and listen, part of it is <laughs> I have to pick some losses on this schedule. Like, part of it, 
to be completely honest with you, I have to pick a loss or two here or there. Uh, the Browns aren't going 16 and one. I don't think. Uh, so listen, I think the Cardinals uh, really like my, my reasoning for this is that the Cardinals are a good team. And I think a good team can come in here and get a win. Just like we can go to another good team and get a win. It really boils down to that. I think the Cardinals have a ton of talent. I think they're well coached. I think defensively they have improved. There's not a lot to this other than as I look at this schedule, if I'm going to pick a couple losses, yeah, I could see the Cardinals being one of the teams that nip the nip the Browns. That, that that's that's my reasoning. There's no real in depth thing there. To be fair, that was on a borderline loss for me. But the more I thought about it, the more I wanted to give it to Cleveland. Might be biased because you know I'm from Cleveland. Here we are, but I I do think I, I I mean I agree with you there that this is a game that they could lose. If you're picking losses, this is one that I would probably have picked, and I think I did it first, and then I convinced myself otherwise so i would not be surprised if they like i don't think it's like a oh my gosh they lost that i can't believe they lost that they were supposed to right. win i think for right. sure that could be a loss and might be a loss well only time will tell hey arizona could just as easily win this game 54 to 48 <laughs> okay right listen it's, <laughs> yeah it's a uh, um again it's 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 they're they're a good team the browns are a good team uh ultimately one team's going to come out and play better i i just think uh like i said there's just not I don't, I know there's going to be some games where the Browns uh, are going to take an L this year. And, and I think this is one of those kind of like one of those feel good things too. Uh, you know, if the Browns come out and play well, now here's what I will say. If, if the Browns, oh, I just like disconnected my microphone. There we go. If the Browns come out and like play a terrific game and they come out and they beat the Cardinals and they look like they do it convincingly, I'm not saying like a blowout, but they look great. All of a sudden, like I've got crazy high expectations for the Browns, but they're going to feel if they do that in week six against the Cardinals, all those expectations are going to feel a lot more real after that game because it's a really good team. So uh, so two wins and two losses there. Let's send it on to week seven uh, Thursday night against the Teddy Bridgewaters and the Denver Broncos. Cameron. So fun fact, big Teddy Bridgewater fan. Okay, go on. Okay. I am like very excited to see him, you know, back with an NFL team. I was a little worried Mm -hmm. there. I was like, that's just going to happen to his future. Where is he going to go? So glad he got a landing spot. Glad he's with the Broncos. Good for him. I like him. I know other people don't. I'm a big fan. So, uh, you know, I think he's a good, (laughs) I think he's a good quarterback. And I think that he, he's a smart quarterback at times. He's got potential kind of, kind of like Terod Taylor, where he doesn't like, if he gets in his element, yes. he's not going to make a lot of mistakes. He, he can be a really smart quarterback, and I think that's where he can trend. Um, and I, I think that he's I think he's a good a good quarterback. And now the Broncos are dealing with a lot of injuries defensively, and by that point in the season, they still might be. I mean, today, um, Bradley Chubb was out for four to six weeks, four to seven weeks, something like that. So that's right along the line of when he might come back, when he might be looking to come back, and they're still dealing with that. But their defense, although dealing with a lot of injuries, Vic Fangio is no schlub. He has got it together. He's who (laughs) Browns fans kind of want Joe Woods to be in in the way that he schemes. Um, And so I (laughs) – and and so luckily for the Browns, one, they might be a little depleted, and two, they're playing not – 
in Denver. They're playing in Cleveland. So that's a, that's one benefit to it. I, but I think that again, I'm giving the Browns so many wins, but I have to give them this win because aside from having a solid quarterback, I don't think there's any reason why the Browns would not be able to beat the Broncos at this point. Nothing's changed throughout the season. Players might come back. Other players in the Browns might go out. We don't know how that plays out. But in this moment right now with the players that are projected to play and the players that have been kind of ruled out at this point, I think the Browns get this one. Yeah, I think uh, (laughs) this might come as a surprise, but I I, I have this as a kind of a sneaky loss. For the Browns. I mean, they're coming off of a battle, which should be a battle against Arizona on a short week. Uh, I mean, who who knows what type of what what the health of the uh, of these teams might be by then? You know, if Denver, because Denver again, they made a lot uh, of nice signings. I thought defensively in this offseason, if they get some of those guys back, I, I could see the Broncos sneaking up on the Browns here at, at home on a Thursday night on a short week. So. I think this is going to be my first loss. A close one, albeit, but this is going to be my first loss. All right. Chad's giving him a loss to the Broncos. All right, Joe? Um, I'm going to give a win. I don't know. I just don't really care about the Broncos. I hope I hope they lose. <laughs> I, just, I just like don't like them. I hate how we lost to them. Was that last year, two years ago, that we lost to them? Um, and just yeah, it was 2019. Yeah, it was 2019. Just, it's always 2019. It was just like an embarrassing week, and like that's like a loss. <laughs> it was like always circling back to that. It's full circle. Uh, was Tim Tebow the quarterback at that point, or Drew no. Locke, or the Drew Locke or something at that point? Anyways, I'm not a big Broncos fan. I do like Teddy Bridgewater, though. I, I will give you props on that. I love Teddy Bridgewater, but I just I hope they win. I hope they smack the Broncos this week. I think Tim Tebow was on the Binghamton Mets at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I can hop on the Teddy Bridgewater train. I, the, the dude's a likable guy and he's easy to root for and uh, all the potential and then all the injuries. It's cool to see him back. I think the Browns crush the Broncos in this game. Like, I think this is, this might be the blowout of the season, in my opinion. Uh, I know the Broncos have a lot of, they've done a lot of good things. I know they've brought in some good players. Uh, I also know that I'm not by, they're two and O to start the year. I'm not buying that shit at all. Uh, <laughs> I, I Easy don't, killer. Jesus. I, I like Teddy Bridgewater as a human being. I have no faith in him as a quarterback. I don't have any faith in the running game. I don't have any faith. Oh, no. I think the, re- I think the receivers are average, Cam- like, but Cam- everybody wants Cameron's them. Not to Cameron's, Cameron's not coming back. Cameron's not coming back. Why don't you dare I, I slander Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> in front <laughs> of my face? <laughs> <laughs> hold on, Cameron. Cameron, hold on. Let me turn my camera off. <laughs> All right. I don't love Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I love him as a human being, uh, but as a quarterback, I have no faith. Uh, okay. I'm back. Uh, and, and hear me out. Uh, since the inception of Thursday night football, remember how bad the Browns have been through the vast majority of the inception of Thursday night football. The Browns have a winning record on Thursday night football. The Browns always come to play on Thursday night football. Always. Even when Jerry Judy might be back for that game too, right? Jerry Judy might be back. Yeah, good. Good for Jerry Judy. Again, another guy that's like it's like it's like because he's it's it's like because he's on a team that like needs receivers to be good. I feel like people always overvalue these receivers for the Broncos. I don't think they're any good. I think Jerry Judy's fine. He'd be like the number three receiver here. He's like Hollywood Higgins. No offense to Hollywood Higgins. He's just a good wide receiver that isn't great. He's not like a number one. Uh Anyways, I just think I think the Browns slaughter the Broncos. I think they come out firing Thursday night football, and this could be the biggest, most lopsided win of the year, in my opinion. 
anyways, uh, let's settle. I'm going to settle down over here. I'm going to settle down. Much love to Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, so then we get a fun one the very next week, back at home, week eight, Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cameron. Okay. So before I do this one, I oh, have no. been giving so many wins and I have to, can I go back? Give me a little healthy scratch off of one of my wins and change it to the L. Uh, I have to. I, it's, they can't win this many games in a row. Logically. It's they tough, can. They could. But it feels like they should win these they games. They 100% I know, I know. could. But like this is the NFL, and I have to be realistic here. And right now, I look unrealistic. So can we throw <laughs> a loss real quick on the, on the Cardinals one that I was flop, flop on? Okay. Give me that L. And I'll eat it later if they win, and I'll be very ashamed of myself fine. for changing that. But <laughs> I just feel like I got to throw something else in there because I'm going to give them a win here too. Okay, <laughs> it's Halloween. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. Now, this could be completely opposite of what I'm about to say because you know, it could be like one of those trap games. You think, oh, we just destroyed them <laughs> twice in a row. Like we, I mean, we beat them in the playoffs for our first playoff appearance and 17th season, first playoff win in 26 years. So you've got that mentality going into it could not be so great <laughs> for them because that can tend to get you in one of those trap games. But I don't think this is the case here. Ben Roethlisberger, at this point, I don't know how serious this pec injury is that he's dealing with. It's going to be, you know, something that resides throughout the season where he's not going to be throwing the ball super deep, but he's already struggling at that point of throwing the, getting the ball downfield. He's, he's aged. He's, it's his time. He is no Tom Brady. He cannot play until he's 50. Tom Brady could not Ben Roethlisberger. So I think that this is kind of the end of his, his run and he's not looking great. And I think this is the perfect way to, for the Browns to, you know, end, end it, really seal the, all right, you are no longer the big brother of our division. Yeah. We have taken this over. Yeah. And this is a statement game. And this is the one at home. You've got to, this is how you really lay that statement down is with a convincing win over the Steelers. And it should be a convincing win. I think it's going to be a very physical, tough battle because they hate each other. The rivalry is back. And as football fans, you have to love that. It's so much fun. But in this situation, it should not affect the Browns. They should not let that make it a close competition. They should take the heat. They should take the physicality and run over it. Win this one heartily and handily. Browns have to take this one. Can we talk about how ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous it is? To say that Ben Roethlisberger has a pec, <laughs> that he is suffering under from, there. He is suffering from a male breast injury. Torn boob, what's a torn boob. Hundred percent a torn boob. For ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. TB right. twelve diet my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go on, Chad. Uh, listen. I think this is. Um, I see this as like a 24 to seven win or 20 to seven win for the Browns because that Steelers defense, that Steelers defense is good, but that offense is dog shit, especially with an over the hill, Ben Roethlisberger at the helm. Uh, You know, I I think this is off the back of that playoff victory. I think the Browns are going to be pumped up for this game. And and, and I think they're going to win this one handily, but like, but not, but not, uh, not a blowout. Like it's going to be one of those, like, Oh, the Steelers' offense can't do anything. 
but the, but the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is going to keep them in this game. So I see this being a 20 to 7, 24 to 7 type win for the Browns. Sweet. Joe. Yeah, that's what I had to. <laughs> I, I, I mean, like, yeah. Dynamite drop in, Joe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have anything to add to that. I just think that it's going to be a, a pretty big defensive battle. I don't think that the Steelers have enough offensive. Uh, firepower unless somebody else aside from Brandon Roethlisberger is a quarterback that week. Yeah, I think uh, that would be um, oh, Mason Rudolph. No, or no. just uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Yes, maybe. I don't know who would back up. I would be I more worried about Dwayne Haskins and the Steelers than Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. And that's not that big. I don't think we're worried about any quarterback. And that's not that big of a worry. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to tack on with another win. And Cameron, I love kind of what you said. I think I think you're right. I think the Browns over the past couple seasons have been popping these wins off against the Steelers. Uh, obviously, last year, uh, winning two of their three matchups. And I, I think uh, kind of laying it to rest. The Steelers have weapons. I like, I like Najee Harris. Uh, I think Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson form a formidable receiving trio. I think those are really good receivers. They form a receiving trio. (laughs) Correct. A formidable one. Uh, Having said that, the offensive line is trash. And Ben Roethlisberger under pressure is awful. And I think the Browns handle that offensive line. I think they get pressure on Ben. And I think, I think, I think Chad, you're right. I think the defense of Pittsburgh is to be respected. Uh, but I, I don't particularly see this being super close. So Browns win there. Week nine, down to Cincinnati, down to Joe Burrow and company, off to a one and one start on the year. Uh, Cameron, week nine, how are you feeling about it? I think that at, by week nine, Joe Burrow should, you know, have looked like Joe Burrow, and and unless his offensive line does not protect him, big issue there. Uh, but you would think that even if they didn't get the talent that they should have on their offensive line in the draft, free agency should have a little, maybe focus a little bit more on that. I still think by week nine, whatever you're dealing with on your roster has had time to kind of figure it out and be able to give you some kind of protection, hopefully at that point. So I think that, I think it'll be another, again, a fun game to watch. We saw it last season. Those fun games, a shootout, Baker Mayfield versus Joe Burrow, the gunslingers again. I just love these quarterback matchups. They're just so much. They're just <laughs> these are the games you, you're excited. Keep you on the edge of your seat. But I don't think it. I don't yeah. think it's going to be as close as it was maybe last season, where like down to the wire kind of win. Yeah, I do think you know, a lot of a lot of uh, gunslinging for sure. You see those arms in use and get to see the skill of both of them. But I think the Browns should take this one uh, again, I'm giving them another win. Uh, and it should be, should be a little easier than their matchup with the Steelers. I think because there's not so much of a passion between the two. There's not that rivalry. They're a rival because they're a divisional foe, but they're not, there's not that heated passion. Sort of. And the Browns are a better team than the Bengals, even with Joe yes. Burrow playing at his best. Uh, and so I give Cleveland the win there. I think it'll be fun. They swept them last year, not to foreshadow, but I think the same thing should happen this year too. So this is the first matchup of uh, the two, and I think they win this one, and they should look good doing it. All right. 
Uh, Chad? Yeah, I think the same thing. I mean, I think the, you know, for as bad as that Steelers offensive line is, the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line is even worse. Uh, you know, they, the, the one thing, it, it, it was almost like the one thing, it, the, the Bengals kind of did what, the Bengals kind of did what Browns teams would have done in the past. You have an obvious need. You, you had, oh my to protect, gosh, you had to protect Joe Burrow. This offseason, you had to find some sort of, and they did not do that. They went with a receiver. They went with like, they went with so the shiniest, crazy. they went with the shiniest uh, piece of jewelry in the jewelry box in, in, instead of, I don't know the the the, the copper bracelets, which which was the, the offensive line that they needed to protect. Everybody Joe needs Burrow. a copper bracelet. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, and, and 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 they didn't do that. So I, I think I think Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney and the rest of the Browns defense are all over Joe Burrow all day, and, and I think this is a convincing win for the Browns. Nice, Joseph. The first person I thought of when we signed Jadavion Clowney was Joe Burrow and how bad I was going to feel for him when he's just <laughs> like taking this onslaught of this defensive line that the Browns have. Like, it's not going to be a fun day for him and he's got to do it twice in the same year. Like that blows. Um, Browns are going to win. No problem. They're going to, they're, I'll call it now. We'll sweep the bango bangles. Bangos. Bangles. Bangos. The bangles, the Tongue old ladies, like, the yeah. old ladies band, the bangles. Uh, yeah. Listen, same Browns win. Uh, I think, again, at this point, I think defensively you're going to start to see a Browns team that I'm thinking a lot of people are kind of doubting here in week two. I think, again, by week five, I think you're really going to start to see them come together here. I think in week eight, I think you see the Browns defense and for the rest of the season really cruising. Like, I feel like you see the Browns defense be what we thought they would be when they signed Troy Hill, when they signed John Johnson and Jadevian Clowney. And we get all excited about – uh, the Maliks and and uh, uh, Jeremiah Osu Koromoa. I think all those guys. I think the whole thing is gelling at this point. I think the Browns go down yeah. and smack around the Bengals. I think again they make life miserable because yeah. what were the Bengals doing? Not addressing that offensive line after your right. franchise player got hurt last year. It makes right. no sense. They're going to pay for it in right. that game. And the defensive uh, questions are legit right now, but you know you got to give them time. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, week ten. The Browns travel up to the Bill Belichick's Mac Jones uh, and whoever else plays for that team. And they play the New England Patriots in New England. Cameron. See, the only thing that I don't love about this is that there's the streak. And there was a streak with the season opener and that has not been broken. That wasn't broken this year. And there's a streak about (laughs) beating the Patriots and playing. At Gillette Field, so you know what? Uh, it's tough. It's tough, but and then and to credit the Patriots, not just the streak, they have a good defense. It's re, it's revamped. They bolstered it. They got four interceptions, I think, last week. I mean, they yeah. they're good defense, and so that will be a challenge. But this is the streak. They didn't. The Browns didn't break the streak for the season opener, but they can break this streak. And this is when they do it. This is where they break a, a streak. Finally, people get excited about not just the win, but something, you know, to hang your hat on. Like, 
put the old Browns in the past. We're always looking to do that right here in Cleveland. We're always looking to bury the old Browns in any way we can. Anytime they break a record, it's like, okay, yes, that's over. And so this is that another way to do it. I think it's a, a way to get fans excited. And I think this is the one where they can do it. And I, I really think that this is the streak will be broken. The Browns will beat the Patriots. But I don't think it's going to be super easy. I mean, the Patriots, even without Tom Brady, it's still Bill Belichick. He still knows what he's doing. <laughs> he won't go away. <laughs> Retirement is knocking. Like that like Tom Brady. Retirement is knocking, and they just keep saying no. <laughs> just, they won't let it go. And good for them for having such great careers. But it's time to end the streak. <laughs> Cleveland's got to take this one. They've got to break some kind of streak this year. Just... Give me a headline to write. Give me a story. <laughs> I, like, I like how you said Bill Belichick with like a clenched it's hard jaw. Hard to say it. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. I mean, you know, like Bill great Brassy. coach, great career, but man, but man, <laughs> my whole life has just you know, been a total bummer for me. Yeah. You know, I heard he hates Teddy Bridgewater too, Cameron. Oh, oh well, you know what? No, absolutely not. All respect down the drain. If I had to vote for him, I know he's going to end up in the Hall of Fame, but like I wouldn't vote for him for that reason if he told me that he hated Teddy Bridgewater. Coach, coach thoughts on Teddy. Thoughts on Teddy. Moving <laughs> on the market. Moving on the market for him. All right, Chad. You know, it's funny because I, you heard me laughing when you said like week 10 at the Patriots, like it's, I had to laugh because it's just, I'm not so used to this. It's I, I was laughing because it's like, God, that's another game. The Browns can win. <laughs> like it's another game. The Browns can win. And the only reason I think the Browns can win is be, is because of Mac Jones, another rookie quarterback. I think, you know, this defense can wreak havoc on them. Uh, it's going to be tough in Gillette stadium. Uh, this isn't going to be easy. This is going to be another one of those dog fights, but give me the Browns and a close win. Wow. All right. Taking the win. Joseph. Definitely lost this game. No. I think that the Patriots have just an absolute elite defense. They, what? the Browns, aside from, I mean, who else have they played that has a good defense by this point? Like maybe the Bears have, or the Steelers have the next best defense, but this is like the first true, like elite defensive test. I think that they'll experience. Um, I don't think that they're going to handle it. Well, I think that this will be kind of a sleeper game. Um, for the Browns, I think that they might just get caught off a little off guard on this game. And I have to add this has a loss here. Wait, hold on. What 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 month are we in? What month are we in? Week 10. I don't know when that is. November, yeah. Hmm. Could be rain. Okay. Could be snow. Oh man. That's weather dependent. That's weather, weather dependent. dependent. It was weather dependent last time. Uh no, it isn't. What are you guys talking about? Uh, hey, change, change it, change it. I'm gonna get a loss. Oh, my I mean, goodness. I don't want to celebrate that. Sorry, I I want to be right, but like I don't want. I'm to keeping celebrate. my win. Don't change my hell. Yeah, I'm giving him a win. I think this is a definite win. What are we talking about? Yeah, Joe's right. The Patriots have an elite defense, no doubt. Their offense sucks. Huge sucks. Big huge. Terrible suck is what the Patriots' offense. You wanted to Mac say something Jones? else there. I yeah, totally. Did, I, I held myself back. I held myself back. Mac Jones could be fine. Could be fine. But if it's a weather game, which team do you count on to run the ball better in that game? Uh, James Damian White, Harris, obviously. And Damian, Damian Harris? Harris? <laughs> nah. We got Nick Chubb and we got Kareem Hunt. We got a Nick Demetri Chubb fumbled, Felton tw- Nick, Nick Chubb fumbled twice the last time he was up there in a weather game. Nah, nah. This game is all good. I, I think I think Chad's explanation of the Steelers-Browns game last time is a really good explanation for I think this one goes 20-7. to seven. 
something like that. The Browns go in there. The Patriots are not going to threaten to score. Again, I just said in the last game, I think the Browns defense is really going to be clicking. That's not going to be a problem with this New England team. You don't know at all. Clicked, though. Sometimes no. you come unclicked. This is this is uh, full click for the Browns. You win. Come, un- <laughs> come unclicked. <laughs> full click. Browns win. The remote. The remote. You push the off button on the remote. Yeah. <laughs> Battery died on the clicker. Uh, ooh. Oh. Uh, all right. The next week, the Browns come home. And they play Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions. Oh, my that God. Are, when do we play not, the Ravens? Been, when do we play have, the Ravens, for God's sake? They have bit <laughs> the Detroit Lions have bit zero knee, kneecaps so far in this season. Zero kneecaps have been bit. Uh, they traded all of their wide receivers and then brought in Jared Goff, who has to just hate his life. Uh, Cameron, the Detroit Lions. I wanna, I'm going to read an excerpt from a story that I wrote when the schedule got released before there was even dates, just the home and away games uh, with the Browns roster, a Detroit win should not be expected in week 11. I stand <laughs> by that. The lions are in rebuild mode. They are what the Browns looked like years ago. <laughs> we know how that plays out. They are an NFL team. Still, they looked pretty good against the Packers at the first part of the game. You know, they, they came out, they, they held their own for a second. And then they remembered that they're the Lions and what they're, what they're doing and what they're trying to achieve here. So the Browns have no business losing this game. They, if they lose this game, it is a trap game. It's embarrassing. You would hate to see it. There would be no excuses, barring many serious injuries to high play. Like the only way you like, or, you know, a COVID situation like against the Jets. Those are the only things that could take you out of this game. Nothing else yeah. aside from that should make you lose this game. So they cannot, I cannot. At least. They couldn't. They give them the win. Make it capital. The big old Boom. underline it three times. I don't know what you have to do. How do I? Hold on. Let me sound like an old man for a minute. How, how do I make this W on my iPad bigger? I, can't, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> at this. least. At least we are Detroit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This uh, yeah, not this Detroit. Bit, like, like you said, that you know, um, with the Broncos, like the biggest, this is the biggest win of the season for me. This is going to be the most convincing win of the season for me for the Browns. I, I mean, I just everything Cameron said, you know, it's like 42 to 17. Give me that, like, the, like the Browns are going to just blow out this Detroit Lions soon. Joe, somebody say trap game. Oh, here we go. Just kidding. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, that was the Eagles game last year. Remember that? I know. That's why I brought that <laughs> so up again. No, unless we see the second coming of Christ when Jared Goff has like four garbage time touchdowns against the Browns, um, there's no shot. Like, absolutely no, no shot. Easy, easy. But win. the Eagles were a trap game for Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! I might have been wrong. I'm one pick last year, but I had you the right wrong. record at the end of it. You were definitely wrong. Uh, yeah, win, win, Lions. Uh, I, 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 the only reason I don't think it's like that, Chad, and this is the only reason, is because I do think that I think the Browns just run the ball all over the Detroit Lions. I don't think this is like an air it out, score a ton of points. Like for me, this very much feels like twenty eight to seven, but it's like. 21 to nothing in the first quarter. And then the Browns just coast to a win. You know what I mean? Like that's what this game feels like to me. Uh, uh, So maybe just as dominant as like a blowout win, 
But I, maybe the final score doesn't necessarily fl- reflect that. But I, w- I will tell yeah. you, I think I think hey. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are just off the off Remember, the charts. You said fourteen game. points is a blowout in the NFL. So for, no, for real. For I, I, I just <laughs> meant like like I think they're going to blow out the Broncos like big time. But this one, I think, right. yeah, I think it's just a, a controlled win. All right, so let's let's wrap these two things, Cameron. Let's wrap these two things into one conversation, so that we're not just having the same conversation back to back. Week 12, the Browns travel to the Baltimore Ravens. Week 13, they get their bye. Week 14, they come home and play the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, For those of you wondering, if you haven't looked at the schedule, the Ravens are playing in week 13. They are playing another team, so they don't have that bye week in between. So a back-to-back, home-and-home, with a Browns bye week, not a Ravens bye week, in between. So Cameron, let's go with both of those games. How are you feeling about that situation? So first matchup on the road against the Ravens primetime game. Uh, saw what happened last time under the primetime yeah. lights. The trip it was awesome. should have been a little longer. <laughs> have Lamar Jackson then have a little bit longer. They would have yeah, probably right. got that win. Um, and as much as the Browns are looking for a revenge game against that and to try to, you know, I think that might be a motivator. I'm going to give this one to the Ravens. I think the Ravens take the first one. Uh, they, they'll beat the Browns. The Browns will take that loss into their bye, reflect on it, fix the mistakes that they made. Um, I think it'll be a good game, probably close, another battle. Like we'll see, but I think the Ravens will, will take that one. Um, then the Browns enjoy their bye week. Remember what they, what they did wrong. And then they come home and they play the Ravens again. But the Browns are going to be fresh, and they're going to have that loss heading into them. So second game at home, I'll give this one to the Browns. They beat the Ravens on their second go-around, especially with the Ravens. They don't have that vibe, and they'll have just played the Steelers, which I don't think the Steelers are a huge threat, but they are an AFC North matchup heading into the end of the season where these things matter. So I think that game will be a tough one for them. kind of wear them down a little bit and then they play the Browns Browns take this one. So split it one and one Browns lose the first one, but they take the second. Boom. Chad. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to do the same thing. I mean, there's really nothing much more to say uh, after what Cameron said, other than the fact that, you know, I'm not convinced that the Browns can beat Lamar Jackson twice in a season until they actually do it. So, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, one and one. You know, I think they lose. I think they lose on the road that first one, and I think they come back and they get a win. Joe, we gonna keep that train rolling? Absolutely not. Oh no, that's, that's my hot take. My hot take of uh, this the schedule game is gonna be that the Browns are gonna sweep the Ravens this year. Whoa! I think, uh, you know, the Ravens have had some injury troubles on defense. Obviously, their running game is not, even though they have Lamar Jackson, so you can't really talk against that, but your running game is not necessarily quite what it has been in the past, and that's, I guess, to remain to be seen as well. But I think that the Browns are coming for a vengeance, and I think that they want to establish that they are the dominant team in the AFC North this year uh, and going forward, and I think they're going to prove a point in both these weeks. Man, I'll tell you what. If that happens, again, especially if we think what's going to happen for the first part of the season, the Browns should come into those games with a good record right off the bat. If that happens, this place is going to go ballistic uh, because all of a sudden, uh, 
Super Bowl expectations are very real and they get real if you sweep the Ravens. I'm going to come back to reality for a minute and I'm going to do what Cameron and Chad both did. Uh, yeah, I think, I think you've, you've played a long season through 11 weeks. Uh, you've played a good season if, if the records indicate what we kind of have. Uh, and I think the Baltimore Ravens are a really good football team. Again, a little bit of it goes back to my explanation on the Cardinals. Like, they're a really good football team. If the Browns are going to get beat, I don't think it's going to be the Lions. I think it's going to be a team like the Ravens, a team like the Cardinals, teams that are going to get them. But what a gift. Like, what a gift the schedulers gave to the Cleveland Browns. Here, have the Ravens, and then you go ahead and take a bye while they play, and you can come back and play them. So you're fresh off of a game against them, which I do think the Ravens win at home because they're really good. Uh, and I think the Browns come back and, uh, uh, and, and, and right the wrong from two weeks earlier. And in week 14, they get a win against the Ravens. So uh, we all have them winning that week 14 game. Joe has them winning the week 12 game while Cameron, Chad, and I all have them with the loss. So then we enter the back end of the schedule, four games left. Uh, a team, maybe the biggest surprise team in the league so far this year, after they play the Ravens on that uh, three, two out of those three weeks, week 15 is the Las Vegas Raiders, who have started this season with victories over Baltimore and over Pittsburgh. The Raiders come into Cleveland week 15 in the cold. Cameron? So, last season, not so great. <laughs> oh, Nope. They needed a buy. Oh. They didn't have the buy. Yeah. They were clearly exhausted. They didn't look great. Weather was gross. Gross. So gross. Yeah. Was this the was this the grapple game? It was the, it yes. Was yes. It was the grapple. Oh Jesus. Yes. It was the grapple. Jesus Christ. At this point, grapple gate. You have to hope that the weather is not that gross, but it's December nineteenth. Correct. So it probably is going to be that gross. <laughs> Correct. So, yeah. you know, I do think the Browns are still a better team. The Raiders have been a lot better than I expected them to be. Their defense looks good. Max Crosby is a stud. Highest rated yeah. edge rusher right Unreal. now. Unreal. Yeah, yeah. two weeks. He is the key, I think, to stopping these elite quarterbacks. He's got them figured out. He's he's got it early on. Like this could just be a fluke, but I think that he's really good, and so that's going to pose a very very big threat to the Browns. I don't think this is on paper. When I looked at it earlier, when the schedule was released, I thought maybe it would be a little bit easier than it's going to be. I still think the Browns win, uh, but I think it's going to be close, especially if there's weather. I think it'll be a low scoring game if there's weather but I think the Browns might edge them out. But I do think, I think it's going to be, if the Raiders are playing real, like what they are right now, if what they've shown the first two games is who they will be, they're going to be a team. I mean, they're, they're, they could be, yeah. they could be really good come the end of the season yeah. and they might be fighting for something. And so I think this, this could be a really tough matchup for the Browns, but I do, I will give them the edge because I think roster wise, the Browns are better. They have a better quarterback. They have better offensive weapons. And as much as the Raiders' defense has looked incredible, I still think the Browns, at this point, this deep into the season, that defense should have clicked. And then on paper, on the roster, the Browns have a better defense than the Raiders, too. And if, and if they have clicked by this point, the Browns should be able to take this one. But I do think it'll be uh, maybe a low-scoring game with, with any kind of weather. Uh, but 
the Browns edge them out and, and take that win. Nice. Browns beat the Raiders. Chad. Yeah, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, but I'm going to give this a win for the Browns. But, you know, the funny thing is, I think if this game was in week five or six with the way the Raiders are playing right now, because don't forget, David Carr is leading the league in passing yards right now. I, I mean, he is it's, through these first two weeks, he's had sort of an awakening. Uh, but, you know, it, through the grind of the season, you know, uh, yeah, I agree with Cameron. There's, you know, the Browns are deeper. The Browns are a lot more talented. Uh, right now, at this very moment, and I think the Browns win it in a close one. All right, Joe. Uh, I got another loss. Look no, at Joe go with the loss. Right. I hate to. Do, I'm not trying to do because I hate the Browns. I just I'm going <laughs> to well, no, give the that. streaks on this one. We haven't beaten the uh, Raiders for seven years, and I don't think that's going to change this week. I think that um, you know, at the end of last season, they were the only team or one of two teams to beat the chiefs last year. Um, and they also have come out of the gates, just like absolutely insane. I think that they are poised for a really big season this year. I, I, I agree. I think they're going to be fighting for something at this point in the season. I don't think we're going to be fighting as much as they're going to be fighting at this point in the season, to be honest. And that's a plus for the Browns. So um, I'm going to give that one to the Raiders. Uh, I'm going to give it to the Browns and I'm going to give it to the Browns because the Raiders under John Gruden are always pretty decent. Weeks one through eight of the season. And under John Gruden, weeks nine through, well, now 17, the Raiders suck the back end of the year. Another gift from the schedule, gods. Thank you for giving us the Raiders on the back end of the schedule. The Raiders are always worse the back end of the year under John Gruden. They come out on fire. Everybody's like, whoa, look at the Raiders. They might be all right this year. And then they are a dumpster fire the back half of the year. I think they will be that again. Although I do think they are a little bit better than what they've been in past years. I think, again, I think cars look better. I still, you know, around around car. I don't love Jacobs. I don't love the running game. I don't love their offensive line. I don't love their receivers. There's not a lot to love on that offense. I think as the year goes on, I'm not sure that they improve all that much. Defensively, I think the Raiders are okay. So I kind of I agree that this is December in Cleveland. I think this could be one of those kind of 17 to 10 kind of games. Uh, but I think the Browns pull out a win against the Raiders. Mike Allstott available. Gruden would love him. He will. He would pick it up. He would pick <laughs> up Mike Allstott, man. Uh, so then this one's great. The Browns are playing on Christmas. It's a gift to all of us. Santa is bringing us here in Cleveland. He's bringing Merry us all Christmas. a gift. Oh, Merry is that like, Christmas. Is this like NSYNC? Happy holiday. Ah, oh, dang. That's one of the best Christmas yeah. songs Oh. Out there, ever? What? No, it's yeah. not the only, best. Only, only second to Mariah. No, right? Chris Brown. This Christmas, come on. Wait, wait, wait. What? Yeah, <laughs> I love Mariah Carey. Yeah, I get it. I know, but it's just, it's so cliche. <laughs> Chris Brown. Uh, well, yeah. I, listen, I, we're yeah, hip and trendy on we here. We are now. hip and trendy. We are. Hi. Oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, totally. Chris Brown, this Christmas. I totally heard. Dang. I'm going to have to go listen to this guy. Chad, that was good, man. That was that was a little Joey Fatone going on there. That was that was real nice. You should be on the mass singer. I've got so that we don't have to see your face. Next time you sing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the Cleveland Browns. Uh, again, we're all getting a gift Christmas morning when we get we we wake up because that day uh, the Cleveland Browns are going to Lambeau Field 
and they are playing the Green Bay Packers on Christmas, December 25th in Green Bay. Uh, how are you feeling about that one, Cameron? Put the L down in the column. Put the L down in the column. They could. They're the Browns. They've got a good team, obviously. But if I'm thinking logically here, you're going against Aaron Rodgers, who had a really rough first game, but then showed up week two. We yep. call it, okay, Aaron Rodgers. He's still Aaron Rodgers. So you've got Aaron Rodgers. You've got all of his offensive weapons. Adams, Jones, just ridiculous. Just Arkansas-Scanling. Like, I mean... You've got their whole roster. It's just they've got so much talent, right? They're a good team. They're a really good team. Yeah. And it's Christmas. Nobody really wants to. Like, they want to play, but it's Christmas, which means it could be snowing. And if it's snowing at Lambeau Field, I cannot in my, in good faith, tell you that I think the Browns are going to win because that's too much. It's just, it's too much. So I give the Packers the win. I think that you can't count the Browns out by any means. And it would be a lovely Christmas present to all in Cleveland. If the Browns pulled out that win, I just think the Packers are not only too good, but I think that the situation and the circumstances that could be facing them in Lambeau field on Christmas day, snowy white Lambeau field, which is like a dream for me. Like, <laughs> like that is a bucket list, right? Go to a game, see Lambeau field in the snow. Christmas Day, that'd be crazy. Minus in, in minus 144 <laughs> wind chill. Bundle up, and it's worth it. You drink. No, no, I know. No, 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 I know. Sack up, Chad. Sack you, up you and go you, to the you game. Take damn enough, it. You, you take enough cacti, right? Cacti. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You drink the cacti, <laughs> and you'll be good to go. There you go. That's uh, the game plan. So I give the Packers this win, but the the Browns shouldn't ever be counted out by any means. But man, course. those circumstances are just too hard to not pick the Packers. Yeah, sidebar. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say sidebar. Piggybacking off of NSYNC. Did you guys see that? Like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, and like Boys oh, yeah. to Men have all joined forces on some sort of tour. Now it's like Joey Fatone, Lance Bass, the 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 really the the really good singer that goes on all the runs on Boys to Men, and then like <laughs> the other like the Backstreet Boys, like <laughs> like, like, like like they form like a guys. super group. <laughs> like form a super group. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a loss for me. Uh, I, I mean, anybody who doubts Aaron Rodgers after one bad game is just a moron uh, because throughout his career, he's just, he's, he's one of the most elite quarterbacks ever uh, to for play sure. the game. So, uh, I, I mean, I think, and, and he returns all of his weapons from the highest scoring offense in the league last year. And I don't see the Browns shutting that down, uh, especially in Lambeau in December on Christmas. And, and I think this is a loss for the Browns. Joseph. Wow. My picks have all been kind of centered around a, my losses have all been centered around a defense that I think has the potential to put up a good fight against the Browns. I think that the Packers defense is uh, dog shit. And I think that Baker Mayfield is going to play Grinch and steal way one from the Packers in Lambeau. Woo! Christmas not miracle. Easy, though, not easy, though. And it's not because of Aaron Rodgers, because the Packers are going to put up points. Um, but I, I, I think this is my opposite sleeper. I think the Browns can steal this one away. Yeah, give me that win. I'm with you, Joe. Give me that win. Yeah, I agree. Packers defense, nothing, nothing to write home about. 
Of course, Aaron Rodgers is great. Of course, Aaron Jones. Of course, that whole Devontae Adams. They're great. They're great. Even Russell Cobb looks better when he's with Aaron Rodgers. Sure. But no, give me give me the Cleveland Browns. I think the Browns are a better overall team. I think they are. They are. Again, I think they are built for a cold game. You get that offensive line moving. You get Wyatt Teller out there slapping some guys around. You get Conklin and Treader and, and that whole offensive line out there slapping some guys around. You get uh, Hooper and why Joku. Are they, why are they, why are they that's, that's what they're going to do. The they're going to slap around the Packers on wow. Christmas. Christmas slaps for everybody. Uh, and and I, think, I think the Browns can control that game. I, I do. I, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm not going to say they're going to go in and shut down the Packers offense. Nobody does that. Nobody shuts down the Packers offense. I don't think, uh, I do think Except for the uh, saints. I do think that the, that the Cleveland Browns can go in there and go toe to toe with the Packers and beat them. And so it's going to be a happy Christmas for everybody in Cleveland. If, uh, if Joe and I have our way. Uh, all right. Week 17, two games left. The Cleveland Browns go to Pittsburgh to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cameron? Here comes that foreshadowing. I said, I think this is the year they sweep the Steelers. You give them the win. I think they beat them again. They've gotten that streak beat. They've, they've beat the Steelers at Heinz. That's done. They can do it. They've proven it. Now we move on. They win. They should win. They reassert their dominance in the AFC North. Hey, we're the better team than you. We're going to take over. We're going to take over this. We're going to be on top here. And you, you guys, you sit aside. So they take this win. Um, I think it might be a little less hard fought than the first time around, especially if the schedule goes the way that I think it will. <laughs> and my predictions are going and they have a lot of wins under their belt. The Browns do. They, they go into this game pretty confident and, and, and sure of themselves. And they've, they've at this point should have kind of figured themselves out. They, they take the win and, they're now the big brothers of the AFC North. Go on. Let's go. Chad? Win. Put the W up. Honestly, put the W up. I, I, there's, there's just nothing that scares me. Again, it's going to be another game where this Steeler defense, a pending health, uh, is going to keep a minute, and I think it's just going to be another kind of close, not closer, hard-fought game, but it's just going to be another one of those 21 to 10, 20 to 4 to 13 type of games. I, I I think I just, that, that Steeler offense just does nothing for me. All right, Joseph. Uh, statement game. I think they win it pretty handily. All right. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I think, uh, I think the Cleveland Browns uh, walk in to Pittsburgh and like you guys have said, uh, there's not much left to be said there. I, even if the Steelers aren't great at that point, and even if the Browns are as good as we are all looking at them to be at the end of the season, where some teams might kind of be backing off a little bit, getting ready for playoffs, all that stuff. The Browns won't do that in Pittsburgh. You don't do that in Pittsburgh. You don't back off the Steelers. I don't think the Browns back off the Steelers at all. I think they go in there and, uh, and take care of business and sweep the Steelers for the season. And again, we get a Merry Christmas. We get a Steelers sweep for happy new years. It would be great. Uh, so that takes us to week 18 for the first time in NFL history. It takes us to week 18 and it takes us to the Browns final game at home against the Cincinnati Bengals. Cameron. So this one was like a little on the fence, not because I don't think that they, I mean, I think they should sweep the Bengals again, but depending on where the Browns are at, 
uh, if our records mm-hmm. hold true. There might not be a lot of starters in this game. Might not need to play them. Might not need to have that out there. So put the win down just because I can't say for sure who's going to be playing or not. But if they do lose, I think it's because they're not playing their starters and because they've already solidified themselves in the playoffs and they get to rest people. And it's crazy that we're talking about that. That's the thing that they can do. This is something that the Browns could do. They could rest their starters in preparation for the postseason. That's wild. But be amazing right now without any of that in consideration, just looking at the matchup, the Browns should sweep the Bengals for all the reasons I said before in their first matchup. Um, so they, they get the win on this one, but if they lose, I think it's because, of course, they're already in the playoffs and they don't need to win it. All right. Chad? Case Keenum's going to throw for 350 yards and 12 <laughs> touchdowns in this game. Uh, Be earnest. Yeah, I, 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 I think this is, yeah. I, I'm with Cameron. I, you know, I, I, I think this is a win, but I would not be surprised to see an L uh, here. Just be just because you know, if the, if the if the season goes in the direction that we all think it's going to go, the Browns are going to be in a position to where they don't need to play the starters in this game. So, uh, give give me a close win, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't shock me if Cincinnati uh, turns around and, and and beats the Browns strictly because of no starters. In. Got it, Joe. Same deal, and this was my hot take of the season: is that I think they will sweep the AFC North. That's my hopeful prediction uh, and they're going to come out of this with the win barring that they're not sitting all their starters like you guys have said bold bold so I've, I've got it as a loss uh, I've got it but but it's for all the reasons you guys have said it's not because I think the Bengals are going to come in and magically be better than the Browns it's because I think you do get to the point of the year where hopefully you're healthy you've just gotten done with a Steelers game in Pittsburgh around New Year's it's that first time you've got 18 weeks. The guys are probably going to be a little tired anyways, and you're probably going to get them a little bit of rest before a postseason, which will happen if the season goes the way we think it will. So I've got it just pegged as a loss. Uh, again, not – it would be maybe the happiest loss I've ever had as a Browns fan. Like Maybe <laughs> yeah. it would be the happiest loss I've ever experienced if they lose that game to the Bengals because they're resting their players for the playoffs. I can handle that. So, uh, So here we are. At the end of the schedule, it felt very optimistic. It felt good. It didn't mm-hmm. feel unrealistic. So here's where we wound up. I just tallied up the scores here. Chad, you were the pessimist of the group. I was. Joe, Cameron, and wow. I all had the Browns finishing with the same record. Really? Oh. Chad, you had them finishing one game worse. Okay. All right. And Chad has the Browns finishing, again, factoring in that they're already one and one on the season. Chad had the Browns finishing at 12 and five on the season. Cameron, Joey, and myself all have them at 13 and four. Wow. I really felt like, wow. I I I was a pessimist. I I really felt like Joe had more losses. Yeah, I thought I did too. He did not. He just picked losses. Like he picked the Patriots loss. Oh, and I didn't pick the Packers loss. He picked picked the the Raiders loss. Yeah. Okay. And you picked them. You didn't pick a Packers loss, and you did pick them to sweep the Ravens. So, yes. so you were optimistic in other ways, but yeah, Cameron, how you feel about thirteen and four? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I see it. <laughs> I like it's pretty it. good. Well, Achievable. Think of it this. Think think of it last year. They were eleven and yeah. five. You're essentially only one game better. 
than what you were last year. And I think this team is built certainly to be at least one game better than what they were last 100%. year. I'm good with that. I like that a lot. I mean, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> Cameron, Cameron, Cameron's going to go strutting in the office tomorrow, being like, this what? <laughs> Browns are going to I tweet it now. Should I just put that out now? People will roast me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with all that being said, if we get to the end, basically the middle of January at this point, and the Browns are in that position, uh, we're going to be doing this again with uh, playoff implications and all that. But uh, anyways, that is the schedule game. Is there anything else anybody wants to throw in before we, uh, we end our special episode of the schedule game with Cameron Justice? I don't know. I might go watch some back sync boys videos. Nailed boys. it. Nailed it. Uh, yeah. You like that? Lame? I like, see, it's a good name. It's a good name for it. I think the that's what they named each other. Boys. The back sync boys. See, but you're, you know what? Do you're it. forgetting in that because they're on tour. You said boys to men. It's 98 degrees. Come on. Get your boy band references straight. Wait, what? Yes. Really? Oh, yeah. oh, it's, oh, it's the back. It's the back sync band. But where's 98 degrees in there? What? You got to throw 98 yeah, degrees what? in there. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Backstreet Boys and NSYNC members joined forces as Backsync <laughs> for Pride Week. What? Backsync. It just progressively getting worse. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. I know. All I'm I know so is confused. that we're talking boy bands and I'm here for it. I like it. <laughs> I'm also down for it, but like, I need, if, what? Where? first of all, where is O-Town? Oh, listen. Uh, O-Town. No. Ashley Parker Angel is doing his own thing. <laughs> Ashley Parker Angel. <laughs> we love ourselves some Ashley Parker Angel. I have a picture of him with him when I was 12. I had dinner with him. Won it on a radio. It was what? great. Oh, yeah. Wait, you had dinner him with and him? his wife. Yep. <laughs> what? Uh, what a buzzkill she I was. I was so sad. I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> a grown man. <laughs> yeah. Appar- apparently, you plus me does not equal up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what's going on? Oh, my God. That is hilarious. All right. We're getting off of boy bands. Cameron Justice, you've got the Cleveland Browns going 13 and four this season. And with any luck and superstition, you were spot on last year when we did the schedule game. Hopefully you're spot on again this year. You know, you will be uh, if you're listening to this, you'll be able to catch Cameron literally all over everywhere where the Browns are, plus everything else that's going on in Cleveland because she covers news and, and all the sports teams and everything. So get over and follow her on Twitter at Cammy Justice. But Cameron Justice, thanks so much for coming back on and playing the schedule game with us. Anytime. Next year, the year after, you invite me, I'm here. It's we are doing now. this, and you better be right because uh, the, the, the good mojo is going to keep If rolling. I'm wrong, I'll so. never come back on here again. Sorry. No, 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 we're going to go ahead and nix that. We'll just, we'll just forget uh, that my prediction ever happened. We'll just move. Cut that out. Just yeah, cut that part out. <laughs> I love it. And you know what? We're just going to go ahead and end the episode as well. So thank you to you, Cameron Justice, at Cammy Justice. And if you're listening, go follow us at The Garage Beers. If you're listening to this now, it's Browns. It's Bears. Sunday, Justin Fields comes to Cleveland for his first start as the Browns look to go two and one. You know you can catch Chad and I, and maybe even Joe, on Instagram Live after the game. And otherwise, we'll see you on our next episode next week. Cheers, everybody. Cheers.